This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1018. Are Americans narcissistic? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, we dive into a thought-provoking question. What patterns can we see across cultures when it comes to how we see ourselves? How can you use this information to be more effective when you do business across cultures? Find out today. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, Michelle, it's going pretty well. We're here in mid-September already. It's so crazy. I can't believe it. Can you believe that? I can't. Time is flying by. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you been doing any reading lately, like reading articles online or anything (laughs) interesting out there in the news? (laughs) Well, that's really funny that you should ask that because I happen to just read this interesting article. Uh, It's from Vox.com. And the author is Sean Illing. And it was from July 19th, 2018. So pretty new. Um, Mm. And it's called How the West Became a Self-Obsessed Culture. Oh my God. That is quite a title right there. That's going to draw some clicks, right? Because people are going to want to know, you know, that's a self-obsessed. Interesting. Okay. I want to know more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to, to talk about it today because I thought that it could be really interesting for us. It could be interesting for our listeners, you know, just this discussion of culture, right? So, so many times we talk about American culture and this kind of goes into it a little bit deeper. Um, so do you want to hear about it? Yeah, I want to hear. Let's see. Let's see what it's about. Let us know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So basically, um, it starts out talking about there's some study that talks about uh, Americans and how um, they call it uh, collective narcissism, that oh Americans gosh. are basically collective narcissists. So what's a, what's a narcissist, Lindsay? That is such a strong word, narcissist. Well, when I think of narcissist, <clears throat> I think of someone who's very self-obsessed, self-concerned, and focuses entirely on, on them, on themselves. That yeah. is kind of, but, but kind of to a pathological extent. <clears throat> right. So that's a really right. strong word to use in this study. I- oh, for sure. <laughs> For sure, for sure. And, you know, it, it talks about individual and collective narcissism. Um, so individual is, you know, just yourself that, I mean, it makes me think of our president, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Oh, my gosh, don't get me started on him. <laughs> I, I won't, I won't. But that's uh, that's just the first person who came to mind. Um, yeah. And um, collective <laughs> is more about a group, right? So um, it kind of uh, mentions how uh, as as a group, we are like narcissistic. Um, do you think this is a stereotype, Lindsay? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to be, I think any time that we predict someone's behavior based on, you know, certain ideas, it's a stereotype, right? We we assume we know what the person's going to do. So yeah, for sure. And anytime we're also, I think later in today's episode, we're going to talk about, you know, East um, Asian cultures versus Western cultures, which is also a huge oversimplification. So we'll point out when we feel a little uncomfortable that things are a little 
oversimplified, right, Michelle? I mean, we'll 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 voice that for sure. But it's interesting to pull this in to get into the psyche a little bit of American culture, so that we can understand it a little bit better for our for listeners sure. who might be living here. For sure, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, so that was just the, the beginning of the article. But then it got into this really interesting interview with an author whose name is Will Store. Um, and he wrote a book called Selfie, How We Became So Self-Obsessed and What It's Doing to Us. Mm, okay. Uh, I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know, like, I definitely want to read that book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So basically, this, uh, this author says that, um, in general, the West is more individualistic. Um, mm -hmm which has its, you know, there are good things about it and there are also cons, right? So, because he mentions that it's good to be like, you know, have a positive feeling about like, have, you know, goals and dreams and all these things like that. Um, but he mentions that like, because of this individualistic attitude, we tend to think that things have a lot more, the result of what happens has a lot more to do with us than it may really like, yeah, we think we affect the outcome of everything more than we really do. Yeah. And that's in a positive and a negative way. Like if the, if the outcome is negative, we think that. And if the outcome is positive, we think that too. Is that what he's trying to say? Um, I'm not positive, but I'm not positive. Uh, okay. I think, I think just like that in general, we affect things more than we do. So I, okay. I think, uh, I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. Again, I feel a little nervous just because it feels like a huge dichotomy, right? Just like splitting the world in half <laughs> and saying like, this person does this and that person does that. But, um, you know, culture is, you know, uh, even within the US, we have our own individual cultures, right? And we've talked about this on this show where, you know, this can also be individual, it can depend on the family you grew up in, your gender, all of this stuff. But yeah, I think, Historically, studies have shown, you know, where this individual, I think it's like this co concept locus of control that we studied in graduate school, this idea mm -hmm. of like, where do you think control comes from? And I think studies have found, I can't cite a specific study, but I remember reading in graduate school on this theme that the locus of control in, in at least in American culture tends to be more often within the person, whereas in other cultures, tends to be outside, right? Mm. Nature or just, you know, history, for example. So there is something to this, but I also want to just point out that it is super, super dichotomous and an oversimplification if we're just talking about East and West, right? Oh, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. But it it is interesting, like the people that have studied culture and what they what they say about it. I mean, I wish that yeah. I did more of this, actually, um, like these yeah. kinds of studies this is a very interesting field. Yeah, I mean, for your graduate program, right? Like, I'm surprised that you guys didn't do more of these studies, right? With with, uh, you know, teaching English as a as a second language, for sure. This is yeah, interesting. No, stuff. we did we we did a lot of stuff like that. But I I mean, like I, I always felt that uh, like sociolinguistics was very interesting and oh my things God. like that. Yeah, that was a really interesting one for me. But um, no, we did we definitely did a lot of this. But now that I'm removed from it from <laughs> for a few years, I wish I had the chance to do more. 
Well, yeah, there's a lot out there. So what did they find? So you, you mentioned this fish tank study, right? So, so this is what was cited in the article, right? And it, when, do we know when it happened, the study? We don't know exactly. Uh, I think, I think in the early 2000s, I think. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah. Recent. So basically, there the, another thing that came up in the article was a study about a fish tank. Okay, so basically, they had uh, East Asian people and Westerners look at a fish tank for a while, and then they asked them what they saw, mm-hmm. and the people from the West saw a fish. Okay, even though there were many fish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the people from East Asia, they saw the tank. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would kind of like talk about what they saw, um, a little bit more. So, um, the Westerners said when, when, when the people doing the study, they asked like, um, what did they observe about the fish or what was their feeling about it? Um, they said that like, that there was like this like larger fish and they thought that that was like the leader of the group, right? That was like <laughs> <laughs> the important one. But the people from East Asia, um, felt bad for the big fish. Um, they felt mm. that it wasn't a part of like the overall group, the larger group. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like I would have said the same thing. I would have said, oh, that fish has been excluded from the group. That fish has been like pushed out of the group because there's also, you know, there's culture and then there's also kind of um, our kind of what we're born with, which is kind of the ancient brainstem, which signals to the importance of being included, right? Being included in the group. Even now, like when I get pushed out of some group or, or something, I feel like almost in danger kind of on a certain level. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is also a very like evolutionary thing that's that's baked into everyone's mind. This idea of not wanting to be excluded from a group. Right. Well, it makes me think of uh, literally that phrase would you rather be a small fish, a big fish in a small pond or a small fish or in a big pond? Oh, or a big fish in a small. (laughs) What is it again? Would you rather be a big fish in a small pond Mm -hmm. or a small fish in a big pond? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, what would you rather be? <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, I think that a lot of people talk about this when they're thinking about what college to go to. I remember oh, that's when I heard it a lot. So like, okay, so guys, basically, if you're a big fish in a small pond, it means that like, you probably, it, it maybe you go to a school that's like, has a small population. And so that means that like, what you do is going to stand out more, right? Because there are fewer students. So you can yeah. like, be like, you know, get you know, maybe everything you do will be more on the stage. Whereas if you're a small fish in a big pond, you probably went to like a state school like I did. I went to University of Maryland. And so like I was one of thousands and thousands and thousands of students. So I was a small fish in a big pond. Mm, Interesting. But it's also part of growth, right? Like moving into maybe in the beginning, like I think of it also like in high school, maybe you're a big fish in a small pond, like maybe you're the the star football player, right? But then you go to a big school or you go into the world and all of a sudden you're a small fish in a big pond and it's good because you can grow, like you push yourself to grow. For right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that there are, you know, positives and negatives to each one. I mean, it's nice to like stand out and, it, you know, it, I mean, it could be if that's what you want. And, but yeah, I think that if you have more people to compete with, you maybe have to, I don't know. I don't know if you have yeah. to work harder or just in a different kind of way. It's a different mindset. 
guys, if you love All Ears English, let us know by hitting subscribe on your podcast player. You don't want to miss a single episode. So subscribe now and share All Ears English with one friend who's also learning English today. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Interesting. So let's get back to this concept, though. I mean, so so what else did the I mean, so we want to ask uh, remind our listeners to check out this book, right? First of all, I mean, what's the name of the book, Michelle? Uh, the name of the book is Selfie, How We Became So Self-Obsessed and What It's Doing to Us. And another thing yeah. that he talked about is that it's not we kind of blame it on the selfie. Like we blame it on mm. like social media and all of these things. And like, yeah, that was, that, it's all, it's all social media, right? But yeah. this author, yeah, talks about how, no, it's kind of also ingrained in society. Okay. It comes from a long time ago. Okay. So he's saying that it, it, it was, that it was already there. This characteristic was already yes. there in our culture, at least. And then the selfie came along as a way to, push that forward as a medium for it. Exactly. Social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been something else else if it wasn't Facebook. It would have been something else is what he's saying, right? Right, right. Exactly. That they're, they're, these are like tools to like, they're like, oh, like they, they kind of like gave us what we already wanted. Like a way to like showcase, right? Um, yeah, I thought that that was interesting as well because I think that it's easy to just kind of put things on. Oh well, social media—it's all social media's fault, and I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're, the, just, we're the ones who who take the pictures. We're the ones who like like feed <laughs> into that, right? Yeah, this also reminds me a lot of our self improvement culture. I mean, we talked about this with Jessica on the show a couple of weeks ago, but this like huge industry that we have in the U.S. towards self improvement. Right. Self-improvement. I mean, obviously, the fitness industry is massive here, um, but not just that, just this idea of like becoming a better person, like getting, you know, getting better at everything. It's a, an obsession that we have here. And I always wonder if that's the same case around the world in other mm. cultures. And I have a feeling that all that also comes from this piece of the the uh, I feel like narcissism is a bit of a strong word to use here, <laughs> but yeah. maybe the, the self self-centeredness or the locus of control being on the inside. Like I can control everything by changing myself self and everything comes from within instead of Mm. forces outside of me, like my history, my family, nature, you know, that's kind of what I think this comes down to, which I find fascinating. Right, right. That we I mean, Lindsay, have you ever like had like felt like you something happened to you where you felt like you were really in control of it, but you realized that you weren't? (laughs) I mean, completely. That's kind of also, in addition, that's why I feel like it's a, it's kind of oversimplif- oversimplifying it because I feel like that's also part of growing up and getting smarter, even in American yeah. culture, right? Maybe when we're a teenager, yeah, we think we're the center of the world. We think we can control everything. And then we have a few failures in life, right? And then yeah. we realize, or even like in the romantic dating world, right? We realize mm. we're not in control of other people or even what happens to some extent. But I mean, it's so true. Like we're taught that from the beginning, like the the first lesson you teach a kid when they're like five years, how, when does a kid learn to tie his shoe? Like five, I don't know, four. That's a good question. I don't know if my nephew can do that. And he's five, Um, maybe, maybe five, six. I don't know. Yeah. So the first thing that you hear from mothers is always like, oh, you did it all by yourself. Yeah. that That's the praise we get in this culture. And I don't know that it's necessarily the same around the world. I, I would love to hear from our listeners and hear, is that a phrase that you guys hear in your family when you learn to tie your shoe? Because over here, it's always, you did it all by all yourself. By yourself. 
right? That's Come true. Back. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good example, Lindsay. I think, yeah, so many times I'm just like, yeah, with little kids doing it by yourself or like people seem to, I, I mean, in, 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 you know, generally speaking, I feel that people get praised for doing things on their own and maybe don't oh, value the group mentality as much. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. I think we don't want to put too much emphasis on this because I think humans are complicated, complex beings. And there's so much more to us than just if we're from the West or if we're, if we're from Asia or from some other part of the world. Right. But then, of course, our culture also influences us. So we need that balance of perspective, I think. Michelle, yeah. are there some phrases that we can throw out for our listeners that, that kind of show this pattern of thinking in this culture? Sure. Well, uh, number one. So I have uh, out for number one. If you're out for number one, right? Looking out it's, for number one. Yeah. yeah, looking out for number one, right? <laughs> and uh, also, we always say stand out in the crowd. Have you heard that one, Lindsay? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. You want this is always said to to us. You know, you want to stand out in the crowd. You want to look different. You want to be right. different. That's huge. Right. Right. That kind of yeah. I think that that phrase like has a positive uh, feeling attached to it. So, uh, you know, rather than having it be like, oh, be a part of the group, you know, stand out in the crowd. You want to stand out in the crowd. Here's how you do it, right? I mean, yeah, there's t absolutely, there's so many proverbs too that we could bring into today's episode. Maybe we can do a follow-up on this with proverbs that kind of highlight this perspective. Um, yeah. But yeah, is there another one? Yeah. And then the last one is self-absorbed. Um, yeah, just being, you know, thinking that everything that goes on with you is the most important thing. And I think that, you know, people, I mean, not to generalize, but I mean, I definitely I don't think of myself as a self absorbed person. But I think that we all have moments like, especially when we're going through a high pressure situation or something stressful that you kind of like think that it's like the most important thing in the world. I mean, for sure. Sometimes our brain kicks into survival mode. And at that point, we are self-absorbed because our brain thinks it's trying to survive. We're not, right? But for example, maybe you get, you're in school and you get like a bad report card when you're a kid. Your brain goes into survival mode because it thinks it's trying to protect you. And of course, in that moment, you're self-absorbed. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't be concerned with other people when you're worried about your own academic success. Right, 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 for sure. Yeah. So guys, those are three phrases that uh, connected with me with the article. And then of course, we have big fish in a small pond or small fish in a big pond. So that's yeah. always a fun one as well. So that goes directly to the uh, fish tank uh, uh, study. Um, yeah. So Lindsay, you know, the takeaway today for me is I think that it's important to understand some of these cultural differences. Um, because mm -hmm it can help us be more understanding with other people. That's my opinion. Um, so what may, of course, not to stereotype, but what may seem like maybe a, a narcissistic person or a self-absorbed person or a group, maybe that, you know, they're experiencing pressure from like the way they grew up or the culture or something like that to, to be a certain way, to perform a certain way, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, the article talks about that a little bit too, like just like having this incredible pressure. So you might think, oh, this person's, you know, just like obsessed with himself, but maybe it's something about, you know, just like a pressure that they're feeling. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, what we want to leave our listeners today is to learn as much about others as possible. And, you know, if someone doesn't have a trait that you're familiar with, you know, don't look at it as a bad thing, right? I, I think that you also 
can't just say, oh, well, it's because of their culture or something like that, because that would be stereotyping. That's taking it too far. But I think just this idea of trying to be a little bit more understanding of others and like realizing that there's so much that goes into who we are. It's our, it's how we were brought up. It's our families. It's also, Mm -hmm. it could be a little bit of our culture and things like that. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that that's important to help us make, make us more tolerant. What do you think? Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I think what it comes down to is like, you know, holding these two ideas together no two no two people see the world in exactly the same way and at the same time our history can influence you know how we're brought up our family can influence and culture can influence it so you take those two ideas no one is the same and there are certain cultural patterns that we can find and we put those together and then we can we have a way to connect with people because we're more aware Right. I mean, this is for anybody, for our listeners, guys, if you're doing business in the U.S. or abroad using English when you do business, any of this can come into your repertoire to connect better. Right, Michelle? Right, right. Definitely. I completely agree. And I I think, you know, just just be aware of these differences and be, you know, comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So Mm -hmm. good. So good. Good to dive into this topic. It's good to veer away from, you know, other things, Michelle, and we go into a topic that's maybe a little bit tougher to articulate. But I think uh, hopefully our listeners found some value today, guys. Come back to 1018 on our blog and let us know your response today, your thoughts on what we talked about. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Michelle, this has been good. So we're out of here for today. Thanks, Lindsay. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.